Welcome to Stepping Stone Conversations, a podcast for Stepping Stone scholars. Each episode will focus on specific topics ranging from college experiences to more adulting topics, such as graduate school and life after college. We hope you will join us for each episode. Hello, everyone. As many scholars already know, my biggest regret in undergrad was not studying abroad and getting that global experience. That's why I'm so excited for today's episode. Our conversation today will center around the study abroad experience. Our guests will share more about their decision to study abroad, including how they funded the experience and share challenges they face and their favorite memories abroad or all memories. Joining our conversation today are three really awesome guests. Hi, I'm Danny. I am one of Stepping Stone's newest um, advisors. I am working with the College Success team and I just started earlier this year. I started abroad in Athens, Greece. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Romina. I studied abroad in Santiago, Chile. I'm also a part of uh, Stepping Stone staff. I work as a social emotional learning associate. Welcome. Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie. I'm a Stepping Stone scholar. I'm currently a senior in college and I studied abroad in Yaoundé, Cameroon. Wow. Okay. So, first off the bat, all three of you studied in three different continents. That's really, really cool. Um, I guess my first question for all of you is how did you decide where to study abroad? There are so many places and countries all over the world. How did you fund the experience? And uh, what was your college? Did your college's financial aid transfer to support you in that uh, experience? Um, well, I honestly didn't know that I wanted to study abroad in Greece until <laughs> I walked into like the study abroad fair mm-hmm. and um, I saw their stand and I talked to them a little bit and the program just sounded really good. I knew that I wanted my study abroad experience to be enriching academically, but yeah. also like personally, I needed something that <laughs> was going to like allow me to explore and yeah. learn not only about the topics I was studying, but also about the culture and the people that I was interacting with. Yeah. Um, and I communicated kind of like this desire to my study abroad office. Um, and we looked at a bunch of different programs in different places, but eventually Greece was the one that was most co- cost effective. Yeah. And mm, the most fun, Loki. <laughs> um, so it was genuinely a no-brainer. Like once I put Greece in between my eyebrows, I was going to Greece. Like I was going there. Um, wow. In terms of funding, my university was my university does transfer financial aid, um, but there was still costs that I had to cover. Right. Um, and I applied to um, one of my my schools specifically, um, specific study abroad scholarships Mm -hmm. and I got an award for um ten thousand dollars no not ten thousand dollars a thousand dollars not ten thousand oh my god ten thousand is a lot no imagine the things I would have done in Greece with ten (laughs) thousand extra dollars Um, no it was it was a thousand which was amazing um but and then I I still needed uh to cover more expenses and so I researched the specific study abroad program mm-hmm. and they also had some individual scholarships and they had something that they called a flight award. Um, and it was basically like so one of their donors would fund oh, um, cool. the flights for 10 students. 
Oh, and back I, and forth? Like, yeah, back and forth. The round but trip. only from like the state to Greece, right? Not like the traveling in between. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you they weren't gonna like fund your trip to Belgium, <laughs> but they funded they I got it and I they basically bought my flight there and back. And it was my flight was cheaper than the award and they still let me keep the money, which oh. was really helpful. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And then after that it was just a lot of me working um and saving up for a study abroad specifically. Yeah. So was your program part of your school's Pro, like was it through your school study abroad or was it an external program mine um it was they are their own program but they have they are familiar with like my university students like they mm. are approved by my university Got but it. they aren't like they, it wasn't um it wasn't their program it wasn't you know like I mean? brandeis out in, in yeah like Greece. exactly okay. yeah 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 got it awesome what about what about you natalie um, so I am a government and French double major. So uh-huh. I, I wanted to study abroad in a Francophone country. But cool. I know that all my classmates in my French classes were all going to Paris. And that's something that, how do you say this in English? That it never like lined <laughs> up with my values or just mm. the experiences that I wanted to have. Yeah. Um, so I started looking for programs in specifically like West Africa um, and in the Caribbean islands, because I know there's a lot of Francophone countries there. Yeah. Um, and I eventually came across um, SIT, the SIT program that I ended up doing in Cameroon, which um, wasn't through my school, but it was an approved program. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so that made it a lot easier to apply and all that stuff. Um, and my financial aid also transferred over. And it was That's awesome. way cheaper than my school's tuition. Um, <laughs> so that was a relief. Because my school's tuition is like 80000 and yeah. SIT was like 18000 Yeah. So was it fully covered? For sh- so it was fully covered in terms of like the program, housing, all of that stuff. The only things that came out of my pocket were my flights and just yeah. any spending money I yes. wanted to bring with me. But yeah, I think that, did I cover everything? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. I'm already really jealous. <laughs> that I didn't get to go. <laughs> what about you, You Romina? can still go. That's I know, I know, I know. It's never too late. <laughs> what about you, Romina? How did you decide where you ended up studying abroad? Oh, gosh. I knew I wanted to go to Santiago, Chile, even before looking into programs. It was already in my mind uh, for months and months before I hit junior year and so uh, it was really, it was actually really easy (laughs) to choose where I wanted to go. And also the program that I was at or or my school, uh, I was doing the Spanish and cultural and and cultural major. And so it was a requirement for students uh, in that major to study abroad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's either... It was either you had a choice between studying abroad or doing uh, an experience with sort of like an internship that um, Mm -hmm. would enhance your language skills. And so students could choose between the two. And of course, I was like, I'm going to do study abroad. Yeah, I would. I would obviously do that, too. (laughs) (laughs) If I was required to do something. Exactly. And I knew that going in. And so uh, I had already 
figured out where I wanted to go. The only thing left to do was sort of find the right program within uh, the country. And my school has different, or the school where I went to, I went to her sinus college and they have several partnerships with study abroad programs. And so the study abroad program that I chose uh, was IFSA Butler. Uh, Butler is a university in uh, Mm -hmm. Indiana, I believe. (laughs) And so they had uh, a really well-established program in, in Santiago, Chile. And so it was quite easy to do the whole application process. I attended the information sessions and workshops and did trainings. And mm-hmm. so all of this preparation to go to, 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 to go to Chile. And That's really cool. Yeah, it was really great. And in terms of um, uh, finances, the program was all covered uh, via my school. So I just paid my school's tuition uh, with the uh, my merit scholarship that I had. So uh, essentially all of the, uh, my program was essentially covered through my school. So accommodation, food, and oh. trips that I took. Ooh, through wow. Program. Yeah. It was a really nice deal. The only thing I had to, that I had to cover was my flight. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I also think that, you know, from my experience working with even high school seniors who are like, when I, I, you know, when we talk to them about building their college list, they're like, I want to study abroad. But then how many of them actually end up studying abroad, right? I think what it comes down to it is a lot of scholars don't realize that sometimes if you are choosing a program that's maybe affiliated with your school mm-hmm. or is pre- like an approved program, that your financial aid can transfer over and can be applied so that your abroad experience is actually very financially feasible. Yeah, And, and I think that that's actually something that maybe many scholars don't realize or understand. Um, maybe it's like the intimidation around finances, but it is, you know, it is very, it is very possible like that you can go and not pay a lot or you can mm-hmm. go and just pay for your flights or like Danny, you can apply for scholarships and get additional funding, right? Yeah. So there are definitely sources of funding available out there. Um, so hopefully, you know, any scholars that are listening to our podcast, just know that there are opportunities to, to support your study abroad experience. And if you need help that you can definitely reach out to yeah. the college team at Stepping Stone. There's Uh, also Gilman. Gilman is like a really big scholarship that a lot of, I know a lot of my friends got it. Um, The deadlines are coming up, actually. So Gilman scholarship. (laughs) Gilman scholarship with a G. Uh, this is not paid uh, advertisement no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so my second question for you is I want to know a little bit more now that we've learned a little bit about how you decided where you go where you went and how you funded the experience what was it like living in a completely different country in a brand new environment did you face any challenges and if you did how did you overcome some of these Living in Athens was amazing. Honestly, like I had <laughs> absolutely no complaints. It was, it was the people were great. It was my program was extremely supportive, and um, even like the the little quirks and stuff that you have to like figure out whenever you live in a new environment. Yeah, I, you know, I was just very happy to like be there, so I wasn't <laughs> mad at all any like any times until. November. It was the almost the end of my study abroad experience, and it was the day of the Athens Marathon. Uh huh. 
And then he wakes up with a fever of 102. Uh, and Abroad. And she can't talk. <laughs> I opened up my mouth in front of my mirror. And I know, like, I could, I had, I had, I had tonsillitis. Like, no question. <laughs> there was no, I didn't need a test. I didn't, I had tonsillitis. The thing is that because it was the day of the Athens Marathon, all of the streets were closed. <laughs> so I call, like, I call my friends. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, y'all, I, I need to go to the hospital. They're like, there's no Ubers. <laughs> oh it's the Athens Marathon. They're like, can you walk? I'm like, girl, I have a fever of 102. I can't drink water. Uh, so I happily wheeled my way to the hospital in an ambulance in the day of the Athens Marathon. And even though it was really scary, I think that was my biggest challenge because yeah. not only was I sick and alone, I had to um, navigate the healthcare system. Yeah, and that's something country. in a different country. And that's something that, you know, like I didn't, mentally prepared for because I generally don't get sick like that like I can got I can <laughs> catch a cold but I don't get hospitalized like ever um and I was like wow this is really bad timing <laughs> but even then like, even though it was a very scary experience I don't regret it because I feel like it taught me how to do a lot of things like I am the kind of girl like when I lived with my mom I did I don't I could have been 20 years old she was still making my appointments <laughs> because I was not gonna pick up the the, the phone and do it myself, and then I I think I mentioned this to you, Annie, one time. I feel like that time showed me so much about independence and stuff, and like doing these scary mm. things. That even though it was really painful, and I couldn't eat solids for about two weeks, <laughs> I I have absolutely no regrets, and I'm not even <laughs> mad at it. I'm over it. <laughs> Just so scholars know too, if you're studying abroad through a program. You, you are probably required to pay for, like, health insurance mm-hmm. while you're abroad. So it's not like Danny had to, you know, pay yeah. $3,000 or something. <laughs> what happened to me was that I knew, I knew that regardless, eventually, these expenses were going to be covered. But what yeah. I didn't know was when. I thought I yeah. was going to leave the hospital without having to pay. But that wasn't the case. Uh... I had to pay them. And it was 400 euros at the end of study abroad. Like at the end of study, of study abroad, I had no money. So those 400 euros hurt. <laughs> and I had to, you know, like process the claims and stuff. So it was definitely like a learning experience. A and it was a process. Yeah. Um, but like I said, no regrets whatsoever. We'll do yeah. it again. <laughs> it's a funny story. <laughs> that is a pretty funny story I'm sorry that you had to go through that it must have been really scary like and I know you made friends and stuff while you were abroad but you know we were talking about this earlier like when you're sick like that sick you kind of just miss like the comfort of being (laughs) with family so I can see how scary and intimidating that can be I don't know like even at my age I don't even know if I'd be able to go through that Mm -hmm. (laughs) by myself (laughs) what about what about you Romina oh wow uh I don't know if I had a challenge as big (laughs) as Danny just shared uh but no my my experience was was amazing I I I mean as I said before I knew where I wanted to go and I had my reasons my mom is from Chile so I have a lot of family Mm, there nice 
And so this was a really great opportunity for me to explore my heritage through yeah. this like intense language and cultural immersion. Uh, I definitely was able to strengthen my ties with my family and um, my roots and definitely improve my language skills uh, significantly. Mm. Uh, so, but then even though I knew the language somewhat, there were still some challenges uh, with like language and also mm -hmm. with culture. Yeah. Uh, it was from going, like from living at home where it was like mixed cultural um, background to going to Chile and being fully immersed in this one culture that I mm -hmm. didn't really know, wasn't really familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a challenge in of, of itself. Uh, and also living with a host mom. So, oh. Yeah, I, I had, I lived with a host mom and a wonderful, wonderful woman, really great, super kind. But then of course it's living with a, a stranger, right? You're in yeah. the first few months as you're trying to get to know this person. So that was, that was um, a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, and she had a different schedule than me so like trying to communicate that and like diet you have to talk about like what you like and what you don't like yeah. but also make sure that it's within the budget of of what this lady could accommodate for me yeah uh, and then of course um I don't know I feel like when I always talk about my study abroad experience of course I love talking about the highlights and the wonderful things and the fun things and the trips and the yeah. moments and the partying and all of that, right? <laughs> but I also, I also want to mention that um, all that was sort of combined into like what everybody calls a honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. Weeks, first few months yeah. of your experience, and then you sort of, after those few months die out, the that initial that initial phase of excitement sort of fades, and then you're yeah. hit with the reality of being in this new country and this different culture different language uh and so I definitely had my ups and downs and struggled with adjusting to the new life and city life I was living in, in a really big city mm. so that and like learning how to use public transportation for the very first time mm -hmm. I really in a different country it. yeah yeah so wow. there's all these little things that sort of added up and made um like my experience uh, a bit challenging and had to adjust, but overall it was really great. And I would do it again. 100%. Yep. <laughs> Were there, um, are there like, I don't know, like, okay, this may seem kind of dumb that I'm asking this, but it's because I never studied abroad, but as you're preparing to study abroad, is there like a session that like all the students come together, you learn about how to navigate yeah. the system and the city. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure it's probably like a PowerPoint presentation. Like you kind of just have to learn while doing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You, we, They did the best that they could to prepare yeah. you. But you really can't, you can't really prepare for what's to come without actually experiencing it. Yeah. So, yeah, you just really learn by, by living it. And yeah. that's the beauty of it. Oh, that's awesome. I see you nodding, Natalie, in agreement. Uh, what about you? Did you? What was it like being in a different country? And I know you've been to like Africa before, but this probably not to Cameroon. So, right. did you face any challenges, or like what was it like being there? Um, there was lots of highs and lows. I oh. mean, I obviously like I loved my experience abroad. I just bought my ticket to go back for Christmas. What? Um, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, 
but so as you can tell like I'm obviously going back so I, yeah. I love yeah. it yeah <laughs> yes um but to like Romina's point and yours Miss Wu um like it just reminded me that my first week there they had us holed up in like a monastery where we were just doing like lesson after lesson here's what you can't do in public like this like that and they like they would give us a list and I realized you know like once we were let go and allowed to go wherever we wanted on our own that this list was not enough you know there was a lot of a lot of cultural things that weren't on that list and we kind of found out the hard way Uh. um which was fine um but it was just tough because I I realize how much of an emphasis on community there really is it's not an individualistic society at all mm-hmm. um so like random people on the like the street would ask like oh where are you from what are you doing here is it and like that kind of stuff and and it's culturally appropriate to answer because it's not like they're going to kidnap you like something mm. that would happen here um <laughs> kind of, a lot of stuff if you're with your friend and they ask you if your sister you say yes because that's what it means to like be like the, mm. like just like the concept of community and family is so broad yeah um, so that in and of itself was so interesting um but I feel like my study abroad cohort was so different because it was sort of as Cameron was coming out of the pandemic um so like COVID was not a thing while I was there but we still weren't with uh, mm-hmm. with um with families so we yeah. weren't so they put us in apartments and stuff like that so that was very interesting because we were like on our own there was yeah. no come check in on us there was no curfew uh. um, so obviously we had our own fun with that but it also mm. came with its own challenges because you know we had to there were six it were six girls all from america um, yeah so we obviously had to watch each other's backs um and to like romina's point that there was a great honey honeymoon phase and i want to say that mine lasted i think most of the semester yeah Good. there was like one week in particular like cat calling is a big thing Especially, mm-hmm. like, if you're lighter skinned, you're in Africa, that draws a lot of attention. So catcalling was a really big challenge for all of us as a group mm. because we know that, like, here, that's something that, although it does happen, it's not something that, like, a lot of people will take, like, just take and keep walking. Or, like, at least for me, I know, like, when it happens to me, I talk back. But that's not something yeah. you could do on the street. So that was, like, it was really tough. To have, like, to bite your tongue and just walk home, like, knowing Mm. these men were, like, saying these things about you. Um, That was really rough. And it it was, like, there's really nothing you could do. So it was, like, it was, that's all I can really say was rough. But you just have to take it. Just take it and keep walking. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Yeah, and just, like, like the small cultural stuff, like, stuff you can do around food that is very Mm -hmm. instinctual for us to do. Like, you can't really... You, if you go to a restaurant you should, or like just anybody's house you can't smell the food like it's like just like a no-no uh. um, but like at least for me like if I walk into my mom's kitchen I'm like oh my god this smells so good I go uh, around I open all yeah. the pots and I mm-hmm. smell it I'm like oh my god this smells and it looks so delicious you can't do that uh-huh. um, so just like really small intricate things that weren't on this list that we yeah. kind of had to find out for ourselves it's like all the cultural norms that yeah. like you only learn when you're there and like in it right Mm -hmm. right yeah I don't think anyone can really teach you those things so um but that's really cool that like you picked up some of that stuff too so um what I guess what made all of your like study abroad experiences worthwhile like did you do you have like a favorite memory or was there a lesson that you learned while you were studying abroad I um I, I think for me, it's the people that I came back as, like, having as friends. I remember when I was over there, 
one of the professors looked at us and he's like, oh, study abroad friendships. They're so cute. <laughs> it's so it's too bad that they never last. Oh. He said that. And I was like, oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But not then, me. <laughs> no, because literally I just like this past weekend, I just celebrated one of my study abroad friend's birthday. Mm. Um, and she chose to come to Boston and spend it with with some of us um, that yeah. are still like living here. And, you know, like we spend the entire weekend just reminiscing about Greece and like <laughs> going through our memories and stuff. And yeah, I think definitely the people. But if, we, if we're talking about one specific memory, uh, I have always wanted to know how we felt to like do something that makes your soul shake. <laughs> like do something that like you feel it and like you're like wow that's crazy and I don't think I had ever felt that until I jumped off a 50 foot cliff into the Aegean Sea <laughs> was it 50 it might have not been 50 it was a very big cliff and I jumped um like and I had never in wires that. though right like were you like you know no oh okay you just I went cliff diving okay oh, okay disregard the 50 thing because I don't know if it was 50 feet <laughs> um it might have been less it might have been more I don't know the thing is that I know that I jumped and I was euphoric like that was <laughs> that was a very euphoric moment and I was like I couldn't believe it because my entire life like I'm I'm I am a girl from a little city in a little island in the middle of the world. I did not grow up here. Never did, not once did I think I was ever going to go to Greece, <laughs> let alone go there and be like cliff jumping and acting <laughs> like I was Donna from Mamma Mia. It was amazing. <laughs> and so I definitely go back to that moment. Like whenever I'm like, oh, life is heavy yeah. or life feels like a lot right now I'm like no but there are days where you get to like jump into the most beautiful waters <laughs> and just exist and be happy and wow yeah definitely that and I my even, friends <laughs> I'm imagining you cliff diving and being like <laughs> no literally like I came back into the surface and I was like yo I need to like I went right back online and I jumped again wow <laughs> that's, that's awesome really cool yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What about you guys? I think for me, they're like, obviously, I, I didn't go cliff diving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can think of like two specific points where I was like, okay, like, I can do this. Or like, you know, like, this kind of feels like home. Yeah. Um, so like being a city girl and growing up in Boston, you rush everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Um, so I remember like our first day of school, we were walking from like our apartment building to school. And it's like a good 45 minute walk to and from every day. Um, but I was right. I was speed walking. And, I, <laughs> and then like I took a second and I looked at I see all my friends are like way behind me. Everyone's taking their time. And I'm like, oh, like this is real different. This might be a city, mm-hmm. but it's like not that same. Like I got to rush to be yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. attitude. Um, so like for like the first time in my life, I walked at like a normal pace. And just like watch the vendors and watch all the taxis honking, just like the chaos of like the morning commute. And like, yeah. that was so different to anything I've ever yeah. done. Wow. Um, and yeah, so that was one thing. But then also we usually always went out either as a group or in pairs, but never alone. Yeah. Um, 
but it just came to a point in the semester where, like we've been here long enough we're busy we're like we're busy we're, some of us are doing internships we're like we had to go places by ourselves and I think that the first day that I went a far distance by myself mm-hmm. and I was like oh like like nothing happened to me like I'm good mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get run over um like that kind of stuff that, that I felt very accomplished because I'd been sort of putting it off for a mm-hmm. good time in the semester I was too a little too scared to go like to the center yeah. of the city just because it's super packed yeah um, you have to jaywalk everywhere which is <laughs> yeah it's, real it's also a boston thing it's real different from boston jaywalking oh, really okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah just to like see like oh like the monster didn't eat me which is like something my mom would always wow. say i was like okay i, I can do this yeah <laughs> oh, that's awesome wow yeah even that experience i feel like you learned a lot from it right you can see you know similarities kind of and like definitely some differences between where you grew up and where you were studying abroad so Mm -hmm. what about you Romina oh gosh it's so difficult to choose one (laughs) moment there were so many really really fabulous memorable moments oh gosh uh I guess I have to go with so when I was in my program there were other international students going to the university where I where I was at, and we would have these weekly group lunches mm-hmm. together with the other students, which was really nice because then I could meet students from other places, yeah. not just within my cohort yeah. of study abroad students. But I don't know that we in our lunch group we had students from Sweden and France cool. and like Argentina. It was like this really wonderful group of all these people from all over the world and we would share our experiences and just talk about our classes and how things were going and it was nice to have to be able to lean on these other students that were going through the same experience that we were going through and talk about I don't know Chilean slang and (laughs) the norms and eating street food so that was definitely a highlight Uh, and that was reoccurring so that was nice to be able to build friendships with those with those people that's really cool. And I, and still, I know I still yeah, keep in touch with someone. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like you meet people, not just from wherever you are, you know, studying abroad, but like a lot of people are probably studying abroad from different parts of mm-hmm. the world. So it is that global experience, right? Like while you're in college, you're probably meeting a lot of people from all over the world or all over the U.S., but it's actually there's something different probably oh I guess I'm not speaking from experience but it feels like there's something very different and unique about being in a different country together with other people and just experiencing the same things Mm -hmm. all together and I and I can see that like you can make really good friends like lifelong friends from those experiences so that's really cool Well, thank you all so much for sharing your study abroad experiences with the Stepping Stone community today. Um, You each had such unique experiences and was able to learn so much about yourself and just life beyond the U.S. border. Mm. I'm actually really jealous. (laughs) Um, So if any scholars out there who are listening and who, who need or want guidance around studying abroad, we're more than happy to kind of connect you with the guests today or other scholars who studied abroad as well. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. A huge two stumps and a clap for the guests of this episode. While the experiences shared today are their own, I believe scholars learned a lot. If you have questions for our guests, please reach out to a member of the college team. 
We hope you'll tune into future episodes while you're on the go. Bye.